Whisper sonnets out in the yard today. Um, I'm actually sitting where um, uh, my yard is still crazy because I finally had somewhat of a progress that there was a huge tree that fell in my um, front yard that took up almost the entire yard. It's really sad. It's actually if you are um, if you ever go to my Patreon, my Poetry Grove membership picture is me or a Barbie doll sitting in front of this actual tree and it's a huge it looks not as huge you wouldn't know how big it was until you saw it lying down on your yard but it um like the skyline of my yard is totally bare you know in the center where it it like we know um once was completely filled up but anyway I'm sitting down here outside because it's a beautiful day and I just wanted to come out and actually do a um, Kristen Whisper Sonnets in nature and it feels really good actually I can hear the leaf the crunch of the leaves and the grass and the sun is shining and we're not really at bedtime at all this is afternoon but um, I just felt like doing this and it's actually a good one to do this for because this episode is called rabbit hole and um i think it's just me getting well a couple of things are happening one hope you know it's like we still have a little bit of winter left but here it's starting in florida the good thing about living in florida one of them is that you know the weather here is milder and you start to feel those little um you know the coming of spring a little faster than for my friends who are some places where I'm getting pictures of snow and you know everything else and I'm out here in a um, sundress sitting in my yard which looks pretty um, green right now and in the sunshine you know and it feels great so I guess I'm lucky to have the early spring and spring is my favorite my favorite season besides well tide tide with fall I would be happy to have spring and fall all year long and get rid of the other two seasons because I'm not an extreme person about um, all of that but anyway (laughs) I feel like I'm on location today in the springtime so if you're cold where you are you can um, listen to some springtime poetry for rabbit hole and the reason I wrote this poem the first poem that I'm gonna read to you which is called rabbit hole I wrote this week because um, I have a tradition I have a new book coming out that's actually kind of a hybrid book in a way it's a it's a full length beyond a full length that's you know I haven't seen the final proof yet to see exactly how many pages when it was formatted it came out to but what I turned in was like 130 pages so I know it's more than that but um it was basically two books um one that is being reprinted from a press that I I had to withdraw it from Puritan U and then that publisher was like why don't you do you are you interested in doing a second book and putting you know like a continuation and putting these things together and so anyway I went ahead and did that and I I said I'm gonna go ahead and just make 
you know, the choice to make two books out of this and really kind of show where I've headed in my life because Puritan You is, you know, about escape and it's about a bad period. And Succubus Alumnus, <laughs> the second part of that book, it, it takes different motifs and um, follows them to tell, you know, kind of things I did to like assert my autonomy, you know, leaving abusive situation. So for example, there's a section that's called Wonderland. That's the first section that it starts. That's about me um, exploring in the BDSM world, and, but it's all told in um, in these um, kind of either spring-like or um, Alice in Wonderland directly metaphors um, of poetry. And but I have a tradition when I do a book that I that I write a new poem just to go on the bookmark that's not even in the book but it it should it fits in the book you know and so um I wrote this this week because I wanted to order bookmarks because um this book should be coming out we've had some issues because my publisher is in England and England's been in lockdown which makes it hard to do you know get things like a publisher plus you know just his own personal issues of you know living in lockdown it kind of you know is, there's a lot going on but it's you know it got delayed but it's still coming and I think it's on I would say we'll be out in the next month but um anyway I would I want that's why I went ahead and did my bookmarks and so I did the one for rabbit hole and I'm going to read you that poem now all these poems today in some way are rabbit themed or have a rabbit in them in some way but they go to different places this one is you know directly about about this book and um, Alice in Wonderland so rabbit hole we race each other to this rabbit hole appraise your free fall no one cajoles my unrefined plummet past all self-control a pantomime passion your fucking sky. Our bones never brush on the way down. Gesture at roots. What earthworms surround us. Confuse lewd stories for something profound. A crash upon ground, commingling of dust. It takes a season for us to descend. I land patent toes to peer a shadow, the scurry of animal. I marked as friend towards his appointed blood-red chateau. I made a fairy tale of finding the floor. I am much smaller than I was before. And, um, you know, I wrote this poem about a, you know, that kind of hopeless relationship that you throw yourself into sometimes knowing that it is hopeless, knowing, you know, I'm falling into a hole, but I'm making a fairy tale out of this in my mind. And you maybe, you know, you've lived enough of life to know that is what you're doing. And yet, you know, you um, carry on with it. You, you know, you do it anyway. And gravity does what it does, you know, and it takes you down. And um, you're, you, you can feel smaller at times after that because you know really you feel more like you betrayed yourself because you really knew the situation wasn't you know you had all the information you needed and you chose to go down this destructive path and it doesn't um let the other person off the hook for you know 
like, you know, being that destructive force in your life. But at the same time, it's like saying, you know, <laughs> when you know that you're falling into a hole, you know, um, you don't have to do it, you know. And so it's just acknowledging that in myself, you know, a situation where I, I knew, I knew what I was doing was self-destructive, was not going to end well, and I did it, and nothing surprised me, and it's just a poem of kind of commemorating that and reminding yourself for the future, you know, like as Oprah says, you know, when someone tells you who they are, um, believe them, and so, um, I, I, was it Oprah or Maya Angelou, I'm like, I'm thinking it might have been Oprah quoting Maya Angelou. Anyway, I, that's where I heard it was Oprah. But I, for some reason, I'm thinking that it was Maya Angelou. But, um, so I'm giving credit to whoever it was originally. But the point is, <laughs> you know, you know, acknowledge reality. <laughs> you know, and I, I think I'm doing better at that myself these days. Um, it, I think, you know, of course, if you're a poet, your nature is to, like, romanticize things and to you know, make fairy tales out of things, and it's not, I try not to give myself, you know, like, too much of a hard time, you know, about, you know, it's like you learn, but, you know, you don't need to keep beating yourself up, because that just makes you feel, um, you know, like, weak and smaller than before, and I'm trying now to realize that I've also become, you know, larger than I was before, because I'm, you know, I am changing, and you're never um, too old to change. And anyway, it was a good poem for me to write, and it reminds me of a lot of things that, you know, I need, I just need it in my life. In the last year, I feel like I've reconnected um, with myself, disconnected from a lot of dark things, and that's, you know, you have to give yourself credit you know, when, like, like, oh, gee, I'm feeling better, I'm feeling brighter and more optimistic about life, and that's a result of my choices, you know, but it's, it's not always easy to do that, because, you know, you are still tempted, and you still have all the same, um, needs for, you know, the approval of others as you once did, but I think, for me, once I started to be logical and say, you know, is, is this per you know this situation making me feel you know um more bad than good you know am i you know the, and and you honestly answer those questions and then you move on with your life you can you know it's a good guide i mean if you trust your heart you know because you know other people ultimately are not the ones who are going to take care of you it's yourself and um you know i don't you know, it I took me a long time to really understand that, you know, that emotionally I have to be like the parent to myself. And sometimes that means like a parent might restrict you from like this bad influence or this whatever, you know, because they can see objectively it's bad for you that you have to do that for yourself, you know, as you age. And, um, it, and I'm learning a little bit better to do that and making better choices. So... <laughs> anyway, I'm going to read you another poem that I wrote that has a bunny in it. I'm sitting out here, my still, you know, finally getting some things done in my yard after the hurricane. And I um, 
so this is a poem I wrote about the hurricane called The Drowning Season. And it was, you know, because my house was flooded by, and by the hurricane. And I still, like, I don't have floors. I don't I have half of my walls. I'm, you know, it's insane. I'm living in a rebuild. And it's slowly, I'm hoping in the next few months that things are going to, you know, I'm just going to start seeing more changes because things are finally starting. Like, we're getting you know, appointments and, you know, it's just insane, you know, it's like, um, but it's like almost never ending process. And, you know, really, truly, it feels like, you know, a part of you drowned and will it ever, you know, anything ever be normal again. But like, as I sit here in my yard, seeing this tree, which made me very sad, I love trees, I hated losing a tree. I hope this, my neighbor can hear, um, I have the neighbors next to me, they completely, their house was a hundred, like my house was like, you know, half a part of it was underwater, not completely, but like our floors, you know, like, so this house next to me was, um, completely underwater, every part of it, it was underwater, so I, I, I can't even imagine, you know, and it's, it's a good reminder, you know, that as bad as you think you have it, but that, you, if you hear that in the background, they've come out to start working on their house, so I'm hearing a little, you know, a uh, little backup um, chatter of, of machines <laughs> from that, and I hope it's not drowning me out, um, because I didn't really expect that, but I don't know what I was thinking, because it's a weekend, and they do that but but it was so nice I just wanted to do this outside but anyway I'm going to read to you the drowning season and it has a rabbit in it because I have a Peter rabbit and he, he got drowned in the flood the drowning season after the flood the stuffed animals smell Peter rabbit fell from bed as you fled 8 a.m. when the bay waves fishes shells well into lawn bedroom past your bedspread into the den when you run out the door in water deeper than ever before winds because the hurricane has come ashore and will remain the afternoon lives in mementos that seep through your hands a painting gifted by a dead man whose disintegration is more than you can stand. Pink plastic house and Barbie suffused with torrents who leave you layered in mud. You drown for a season after the flood. So, and then, you know, I really wrote that about, and I mean, it's been more than a season. I mean, it was like five months ago that this happened. And I mean, we got, like the mold that I live with is is gone that was all mold remediated as in things torn out but nothing inside has been fixed yet you know um no walls have been put back up that were taken out and no floors so I mean it's you know <laughs> it's like what happens in a, a short brief period of time you're gonna live with for a long time, I mean, I'll be, I, I'll be very surprised if, um, everything is fixed, 
you know, by the time the year anniversary runs rolls around. I mean, I hope that it is, but I'm just trying to, um, like, I don't like to have these big expectations anymore because it just seems like when you do, it's, you're always disappointed. So hopefully I'll be surprised and my life will be normal at the year anniversary. But, um, I wanted to read one more poem and it was, um, it's about, um, and there is a, uh, let's see, um, <laughs> um, it comes from, it, it's about the free, free Brittany movement, and I was just talking about this with my friend Yusuf on, um, Twitter, and, um, because it's so important, you know, it's so, um, there's been a documentary just that came on um, the other night, Framing Britney Spears. It was on FX. I've seen a whole bunch on YouTube, but it was nice to see, you know, ones that are on, like, even, you know, more mainstream, you know, networks. It's produced by the New York Times, and it just shows, like, you know, the horrific human rights violation that Britney Spears is being faced with in this moment. I mean, not just in this moment, for the last 13 years. And every time that I think about her, I mean, it just makes me so sad because this is a person who has worked so hard, you know, built an empire, you know, very smart and, you know, kind of cunning about the media in a way. But at the same time, I think, you know, you know, has been victimized, not just by the media, but, like, by her own family, by, um, you know, justice system, you know, uh, there's no reason that a 39-year-old should be, you know, in, uh, a conservatorship, you know, if they're able to go out and go on a world tour and provide, you know, a crew, I looked it up the other day and it was like, she's made, you know, many, 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 many millions of dollars since she's been under the conservatorship. I can't remember the number right now, but it was like, I want to say like $48 million, you know, since she's been under the conservatorship. And it's like, well, you know, if you're able to meet those commitments and to go and, you know, live a life like that, like, I feel like I have a little bit of a, um, you know, life experience thing that I could add on this because I used to be a court reporter after I was a stripper. That was like what I did for a job. And, um, they, you know, I actually am somebody who has been in conservator hearings, just taking down notes, you know, and I, I've seen, um, you know, when I did it, it was older people and that's where it normally is, you know, where a family tries to get like, um, you know, their grandfather who maybe they feel, and sometimes it's just like in this situation, not righteously so. I mean, maybe they don't like that the grandfather who they don't ever go see is going to cut them out of his will because he's, you know, met a girlfriend or something. And so like they might have to have a hearing to see, is he making the choice to cut them out, out of competent mind or is he being unduly influenced you know by like this new person say you know and you know and it's interesting and it was like sad to be in those hearings I mean you felt for the people in that situation where you know perhaps there was dementia or you know what I'm saying that even if that was the case you felt like this is a very serious and kind of 
humiliating thing for a person to go through, you know, and you could see that they, you know, it was, you know, um, them like fighting, you know, and, and not to have their rights stripped of them. And I'm not saying, of course, you know, sometimes that is essential, you know, because, you know, they are like somebody, they are unduly influenced and maybe they are, you know, going to put themselves in harm's way. But at the same time, I mean, it's not some light decision. And I don't think that Britney Spears is anywhere close, you know, to like, you know, what we're talking about, you know, where, I mean, most of these people are not making their own money anymore. They are retired and they're living off their, you know, maybe they have investments or, you know, whatever, but they're not out there working a job. And the fact that you would be out there able to work a job in the day to day kind of shows, you know, like I'm not, you know, like incompetent. I'm competent to work. I mean, that in itself, I think, shows, you know, that she would not be able, you know, to be, have her rights stripped from her. I mean, like, to me, it's, I mean, it's just like, how can you live off the money of a person working and then, and say that they have no rights? It's just unbelievable. So, I'm really glad that these media outlets who, some of them, you know, probably paid paparazzi who, like, stalked her in the past, and and this documentary showed that negative effect of that, you know, how she would beg many times, just give me this one day off, can I have one day, you know, like, you know, (laughs) where you don't, like, follow me everywhere I go and surround my car where I'm going to get into an accident or I'm afraid, like, just one day. And she never gets that, you know, and she's under so much pressure. It's just so many, it gives, fills me with so many emotions. But um, I'm really, I wanted to read this poem that I wrote. It's another one. I've written a couple and um, that were online. And, and this one, I think it's on my website, but it's called, Oh, the places you'll work, bitch, and not be free. And it's trying to show, you know, like, okay, she's not competent, but, you know, here's all, here's a list of the corporations, you know, that she's made money for, you know, and she's shown up for and been competent to, you know, do business with. And anyway, here we go. Oh, the places you'll work, bitch, and not be free. For Disney, Pepsi, Bella Caroli, who USA Gymnastics cut ties with in a pedophile controversy. At the remote training space, National Forest Woods, Star Search, Broadway, Rolling Stone, at 17 in push-up bra, baby blue velveteen rabbit, inside her own small town bedroom, the 24, maybe more, varietals of perfume, Sparrow, Nabisco, HBO, Emmy wins for concert docu-shows, and their fathers, though um, even if estranged, legalities restore faux golden gosling to its violent cage without telephone, medicated rage. So, um, you know, of course I used it today because, um, one, I wanted to do something about Brittany, but it does have a rabbit inside of it because I was referencing that famous Rolling Stone, um, I think it's David LaChapelle, um, 
that did that shoot and she's in her bedroom and you can see the um all the stuffed animals around and um you know I was just talking about one of them and um <laughs> and everything but you know she like how can she be competent to enter into contracts with all of these people and fulfill them fulfill them with her own you know hard work and her responsibility to show up and do these jobs and yet be deemed incompetent when it comes to her having any rights it's just unfathomable and ridiculous and I, it makes me so angry and I really hope you know that it's going to change sometime soon because it's you know it's just like watching the worst atrocity of like human rights like just right in front of you all you know every day like what are we you know whatever and I, the, I was just talking about today how I when in that documentary it said that she had stopped she and I, I just think you know she is a smart person and she's like figured out you know like they talked about in the documentary that forever she was this good little soldier who, who did all this work for the conservatorship the money went to pay for lawyers who fought against her own rights and finally, she's gotten to the point where she's like, I'm not your little soldier anymore. I'm not, I will not perform anymore until you get my father, who I am afraid of, and that's what she says in her legal documents, off of my conservatorship. You know, so anyway, I, uh, you know, it just, it, I really highly recommend the Framing Brittany um, documentary and also the deep dives that are on YouTube, they have um, a series of those, but, you know, also just, you know, when you have a chance, you know, if you have a platform, if you have, you know, you know, educate people about it, because, I, I mean, I think more and more people are getting educated about it, and know now, you know, how terrible the situation is, but, you know, it's going to change when enough people know that, and the court knows that they're under the scrutiny of enough, you know, a society that, you know, they can't um, do things that are, like, immoral and unethical to this girl anymore. I mean, it's like they're going to until they can't, you know what I mean? Until, like, there's just too much weird situations going on, too much money that, you know, all these different people are getting paid to keep her in this little cage, you know? And, uh, like, one thing that I found very interesting in that documentary is they had a lawyer who had been involved in the temporary restraining order, which, you know, was made out to be, you know, that was necessary. This is the argument because that was when she, you know, had this breakdown and they had to take her to the hospital and, and she was under 5150 hold and all this stuff. And it was just supposed to be this short, you know, temporary emergency thing. And they asked that lawyer um, who was talking about it at the time, they said, right, well, you say this, but you you say you worked with a lot of people in conservatorships. So have you ever seen a person under a conservatorship be able to, like, fight their way out of it, be able to reverse it? And she said very simply, no, no, you know, and she works in that field. She's never seen a person be able to be put under it and then removed. So what does that tell you, you know, with um, Britney Spears? It's like, she, you know, like, because one, most of the time, it's not a person who is actually competent. Like, she is trying to fight for, for it because, for her freedom, because she is competent. But it's the system is not set up, really, for a person who was, like, misguidedly put into it. 
you know, to be taken out. So she's going to have to, I mean, it's just a, a nightmare, you know, it's a nightmare. And, you know, I, as a person who's been a fan of her my whole life, I think of her every day in that nightmare and I, I want it to stop, you know. And so anyway, um, spread the word and free Brittany. And um, thanks for going down this rabbit hole of different discussions today in sonnets. I'm going to um, go, <laughs> go back inside now. It's starting to actually get cold now. I, I was out here for the magic transition from <laughs> warmth to now it's getting a little cold. <laughs> and I'm going to go snuggle up somewhere and relax. But um, anyway, I will be back next week. Who knows what we'll be talking about, but there will be sonnets always. And um, so I will see you later on Kristen whispers sonnets have yourself a great sunday <laughs>